Welcome, welcome. You're listening to season six of Oh My Travel Podcast. A travel podcast that highlights women, people of color, and our travel community. I'm your host, Janine, a.k.a. The Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host, Martha, a.k.a. Martha Getzet. We have a great episode for you today. So let's go. Welcome back, everyone. Martha and I have a very special guest on our show. We have Angel, Angel Tran of the Pennywise Traveler, and she's going to be chatting with us all about maximizing travel points and saving money and traveling for less. So Angel, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. We're so excited because um, we've we've all been friends for a while. We've chatted we've heard you on clubhouse and just sharing all your your tips and your knowledge um so for anyone listening um why don't you give us a little bit more background and tell us more about you okay sure so my name is angel trin i'm originally from los angeles i went to school in san francisco at uc berkeley and then i lived in new york for nine years Um, I've been to 35 countries in all seven continents. So if you have any questions about money or travel hacking, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I first started getting into travel hacking when I was a broke college student. So I applied to a bunch of scholarships and grants and I ended up getting um, free housing, free tuition and $7,000 in spending money. And my university told me if I didn't use up all the money, I would have to give it back to the university. So I started traveling a lot on the weekends and stuff when I was studying abroad in Rome. And I also got a scholarship to do volunteer work in Maul and Botswana from one of the scholarship donors. And now I mostly just credit card hack and um, stack through different apps and credit cards to travel for less. Ah, amazing. That um, is awesome. Yeah. I'm like, uh, can we all be Angel? And Angel is going to teach us her ways. We'll definitely get into that. Um, so awesome. We wanted to do a little icebreaker, even though we're all friends and we all know each other. Um, <laughs> We love doing this segment and we're going to be doing a this or that. So, you know, just don't even think about it. Just whatever, you know, choose whatever comes to you first. Sure. (laughs) All right. So this or that, LA or New York? Uh, LA. Yes, West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dim sum or pizza? Dim sum. Love it. All right. Domestic or international? International. Any, any favorites? Any, any reason? <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> there's so many countries to choose from. It's like you would have to choose different countries in different regions. And it, it just, it gets so complicated. But um, I guess if I had to choose one destination, I would choose Thailand. Ooh, love, love it. it. All right, exploring a big city or small towns? Uh, big city. All right, all right. Um, Amex or Chase? Oh, this is a hard one. Um, Amex. Nice. Um, shopping portals or dining points? Shopping portals. All right, and we're going to do the last one. Um, bank credit card points or airline credit card points? Uh, you said credit card points or airline credit card points? Yeah. Credit card points. Nice. 
All right. Well, you passed the test. No, there's no test. <laughs> I love it. And for anyone who is like, what? But you want to save money. Angel's going to, we'll get into all of this, all this points, all the shopping portals, because it's just its own, own, its own beast. <laughs> its own little beast itself. Um, Definitely. Let's start with when did you start your point packing journey? Because you've always, it seems like you've always been pretty savvy with money. And mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about, let's talk about the points hacking journey. Okay. So I would say in regards to points, I always knew how to travel on the, like the cheapest and stuff, just because when I was in college, like I had a bunch of scholarships and grants, but I never really got into like the credit card hacking. Probably my first card was in 2014 for Chase Sapphire Preferred. So that was my first credit card I got into when I started travel hacking. Nice. Okay. 2014. Mm -hmm. but I would say I never really got super into it until 2019 when I went to Chicago seminars so Chicago seminars is this points conference in Chicago they have it once a year in Chicago around September October-ish is the time frame they usually have it and I was literally like the dumbest person there like everybody knew everything way more than I did I learned from everyone else there like I had like I, I pretty much found out that I was using my points all wrong when I went to that conference. So that was where I learned the most about um, travel hacking. Very interesting. And I've heard this story before. And I mean, <laughs> I feel like until I kind of got on Clubhouse and I started, um, you know, joining rooms with you and some of the other uh, travel hackers, I was like, oh, okay. Like you don't know until you know, so. Yeah. It's funny because um, I think um, the panel that we were on, like that was like, I think in March or so, it was like a while back. Jeff, he was there at that conference too. He was one of the other speakers that was also on Stage Fest. And I think I met him there too, but like there were so much people there, but he knows his stuff really well too. And then like for us to be in Clubhouse in the same room as him, I was like, oh my gosh, he knows way more than I do. And we're on the same stage. I love it. Um, okay, so anyone who's a newbie, and I'm sure there's, you know, everyone's kind of in a different headspace, but I think anyone listening definitely doesn't want to just throw away their money. So anyone who wants to save, can get value from this conversation, hands down. So yes. let's talk about the easiest ways to accumulate points. Um, like if you're just talking to someone who knows very bare minimum. Okay, so I would say the best way to get a lot of points first is that the sign-up offers, those are your fastest ways to get a lot of points to travel for free. So right now, Chase Sapphire Preferred, they have a special promo going on where you get 100,000 points if you apply by June 17th in a, in a Chase branch. So not online, but in a physical store in a Chase branch. And you also get a $50 grocery credit as well. So you get the $95 annual fee waive and a $50 grocery credit and 100,000 $100, in points, which is equal to 1250 in the Chase portal. And... Um, that's a very good deal because this promotion ends June 17th, just because um, that's one of the highest offers that they have to date for um, just getting a big sign-up bonus. But definitely, um, I would say the best ways to get a lot of points is from the credit card offers whenever they have, they have a good sign-up bonus. And that's definitely one of the better ones. Nice. Okay. Um, 
I know this this episode is going to air definitely after June 17th. So I'll, we'll have to share like something on our on our um, Instagram account because that's an awesome deal. And it hasn't been that high in a long time, right? That's, uh, that's actually the highest one that they had to date, I believe. The other one that they had was when the first time the Chase Sapphire Reserve came out around 2015, 2016, that was the 100,001, but now it's the Chase Sapphire Prefer that's 100,000. Um, I know that Chase Sapphire Prefer, they recently had 80,000 and then they just boosted it up to 100,000. So 100,000 is a lot of points that you can have. And um, what people do sometimes is that um, the Chase Sapphire Preferred is a $95 annual fee. The Chase Sapphire Reserve is the $550 annual fee. What they would do is that they apply for the card um, that has a sign higher sign-up bonus. So let's say the Chase Sapphire Preferred has that one. So you apply for that one. And if you're not 524 where you had um, no more than five credit cards in the past 24 months. So in theory, you had to have four credit cards max by the time you apply. And also you, you didn't have the Chase Sapphire bonus from either Chase Sapphire Preferred or Chase Sapphire Reserve in the past 48 months. If you qualify from based on those parameters and you got the Chase Sapphire Preferred, for example, in this instance, what they would do is after one year, they will upgrade to Chase Sapphire Reserve to get the other benefits on that card, such as like Chase Sapphire Reserve, you have Lift Pink, you also have the DoorDash credit. So it just depends on what your goals are. For me, it made more sense for me to get the um the $550 one, the Chase Sapphire Reserve, just because I use all the benefits that's on the card. So I have Lift Pink and um, you get 15% off on Lift Pink. You get a free Grubhub, Grubhub Plus account as well. And the Grubhub one actually ties into my other credit card for American Express Gold because I get monthly $10 credits on Grubhub and Seamless. So because I get the special Grubhub Plus from my other credit card, it helps my, out my other credit card benefits. So it's like, it's funny because you kind of need different cards to play with each other in order for it to make sense. But it depends on your lifestyle as well. Like, do you order delivery or not? Do you use um, Uber or Lyft? Because if you don't, then it might not be relevant for you. Right. Okay. So yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> so it just it depends on what your goals are. For me, it it makes very easy sense for to to get the Chase Sapphire Reserve just because I use the benefits, but not everyone might use the benefits. So you have to really look at the different cards and see like, is this relevant to my lifestyle, or am I only spending money just to spend money just to get it? Like you know. So it just depends on what your goals are. Right. Yeah. Because that's also something you don't want, right? To spend yeah. money like aimlessly because then you're not really maximizing no, your points. Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're just using it just to use it. And you shouldn't be doing that because then there's like, that's just like wasting money and like for the benefits and stuff. But for me, the Chase Sapphire Reserve made sense just because I use Lift Pink. So it made sense for that. And also because it tied in with the Grubhub Plus my American Express gold card because I have the um, monthly $10 credits from that card for Grubhub. So it just, it kind of made sense for me to keep it. And I also got a retention offer on my Chase Sapphire Reserve. So what happens is that when your annual fee hits, either from Chase or American Express or any other credit card, you can call the credit card company to see if they'll like have a retention offer for you. So what I literally did was I called Chase. This took less than five minutes, just for anyone wondering. I called Chase and say like, hi, how are you? And then like make casual talk. And I told them like, hey, I've been a customer for many years. Just wondering, is there a retention offer in my Chase Sapphire Reserve account? And the representative checked my account and she's like, yeah, you have $150. And I was like, okay, can I have it? And she's like, yes. 
So literally within a few days, she applied the, um, the $150 credit to my account. So pretty much last year I got the card for free because they had the, um, the $100 off the $550 to $450. Then I had the $300 for travel credit. And then I got $150 for the retention offer. So pretty much I didn't pay for the fee the past year. Nice. And that yeah, went well so- with a simple call. Yeah, that was last five minutes on the phone. <laughs> so like I just called them and like, hey, I've been a longtime customer of Chase, just checking if I have retention offer. I just noticed that my um my um my my annual fee just posted, just wondering what you can help me with. And like you just ask them the simplest question and be as polite as possible, make some small talk, and you should be able to like um hopefully get a retention offer. Of course, a retention offer is not guaranteed for everyone, but it definitely helps like when you have an expensive card like this. Um, I know that some other people, they have a Chase Sapphire preferred. Their retention offer was only $60, but $60 off 95, that's, you only paid $35 for the card. So that's not expensive either, you know? So you have to think of the grand scheme of things of like how much value you have for this card. Right, okay, okay, I like this. I wanted to ask, so other than the sign-up bonus, which is probably like the big bulk, that's, I mean, unless you're spending a lot of money, that's probably the most amount of points that you're going to get all at all in one shot. Um, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So for, um, for sign-up offers, they, you have to pay attention to the deadline too. So it's like for Chase Sapphire, products you can only get it once every 48 months american express they're more stingent where it's once in a lifetime so usually once in a lifetime in terms of american express means after seven years they'll drop you off so you have to be very of the different bank rules that they have so for me personally i feel like for chase um chase is cheaper towards like the annual fees wise but i make more money off american express than I do for Chase, but American Express, you pay a higher up fee up front, but you get more out of the card. So you kind of have to value the pros and cons of each. So for American Express, um, what helps you a lot is that they have American Express offers, which is pretty much coupons on the card. So that adds up a lot. So if you're staying at different hotels and stuff, you can literally use a coupon for that hotel. So I'll give you an example here. I was in um, Big Sur like two weeks ago. So I was road tripping from LA to New York. I mean, sorry, to New York. <laughs> I was road tripping from LA to San Francisco. And um, one of the hotels we stayed at in San Francisco was a Marriott. So um, Marriott is the transfer partner for both Chase and American Express. But um, what happened was I had a Chase, um, American Express offer on my card where if you spend $200, you get $40 back. So since there's four of us and we also had to pay for parking at the hotel, we end up getting $40 back from the hotel for the coupon. So it made much more sense to use, um, to pay in cash. Also because my American Express Platinum gave me gold status for a Marriott. So they also gave me a later checkout just because they're like, well, you're a status person. So they gave me a checkout at 2 p.m. So that was kind of helpful as well. So it's like um, you have to see if the credit card, if they help you or not for the different benefits that they have on the card. So um, typically Marriott's not a really good um, idea to transfer to partners. So it's typically I would never really transfer from Chase or American Express to Marriott just because of points ratio is not exactly the best when they have um, the different hotels and stuff. It might be slightly better in Asia, but in the U.S. not so much. I would say Hyatt has a better um, footprint um, for like, I mean, well, not better footprint, but better in terms of like value if you transfer it within Chase. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you have to like, I guess that like a simple way of seeing that is like when you're traveling, seeing like um, the first step is seeing what kind of like airlines are available, what kind of hotels are available, and then doing the um, comparison. Is it cheaper for me to book of points or is it cheaper for me to pay cash? So for me, the Hyatt didn't have availability. The um, Marriott had availability, but it was much more expensive to pay points wise. But because I had the American Express offer for the uh, coupon, it, it was cheaper than booking with points. So you just have to compare to see what your options are too. And also I booked that Marriott through Rock Kitchen. So if you, that's a shopping portal just for anyone that doesn't know. So um, you could, first I um, went through rockkitchen.com then I typed in Marriott and I forgot what percentage I got back. Maybe it was like two or 3%. I forgot the exact percentage I got back. But because I went through a shopping portal through Rock Kitchen because I have American Express, I have the option to either get cash back or American Express points. And for me, American Express points are much more, more valuable than cash back. So I opted up for American Express points. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of do your homework, right? To make sure like- Yeah. Yeah. The general homework I would say is that like, if um, you, there's analysis, you can do like points times value to see what it is. Like um, I made an Instagram reel about this like a few weeks ago where you compare how much the Google flights or whatever the price is on Google first, then you compare the Chase portal and then you compare the points for the transfer partners and you see which one is the cheapest one. I can send you guys right after and tag you guys. Um, what happens is that I compared all three to see how much is in cash, how much is in the Chase portal, and then how much it was in the, um, the to transfer to a partner. And I'm saying Chase portal for this one is specifically instead of American Express portal, because the Chase portal, if you have Chase staff, I prefer that's 1.25. If you have Chase staff or reserve is 1.5, but American Express is only one point. So it doesn't make sense for you to book stuff through American Express portal. It makes more sense if you book, if you were to book a portal to use Chase, just because you have higher um, points wise. So it's like each bank has their own different rules. So when you become in this kind of like um, situation, like kind of like mine, you just have to compare all of them to see what better offers you had. And for that specific hotel in San Francisco, that the American Express one was the best one because I had a coupon. So that's why. Nice. And for anyone wondering or like, just like, oh my God, that seems like a lot of work. It, it really isn't that much work. You're, you're uh, you know, you're spending a little bit of time, but you're saving like a lot of money so yeah it, it, it all it all adds up in the end so um I'll give you another example so um what happened is that um I went to this this trip in December to uh, with my friend Kelly to Savannah Georgia we were in Savannah and Asheville so the Hyatt we stayed at if I didn't sign up for the promo so they had a promotion for Hyatt for which is a transfer partner of Chase and you paid with points you get free parking but if you didn't pay with points like you had to pay for parking and parking easily at a hotel is at least $16 or even $40. The San Francisco one at the Marriott was $60. So depending on wherever you live, parking could get very expensive. But because I had that special promotion, I got a rebate on the hotel and I also got free parking when I was there in Asheville. So you have to like double check what other promotions are going on at the same time. And it was actually a kind of funny situation because my points didn't transfer that fast. My other friend who's a globalist, so he had um, the higher tier for um, Hyatt, the, like the, the um, highest benefits. Because he had status, he was able to book the hotel for me and I just transferred the points back to his account. But because he had globalist status, it was cheaper for him than my status because I didn't have any status with Hyatt. 
but because he was a card holder for Hyatt and he also had status, we got to use his benefits for free when he um, when we booked the hotel. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it also makes sense to have friends that have statuses too, because they can help you book things too if it works out. And for Hyatt, you can just transfer the points over. So like, it's a funny situation because like Chase, Chase is a transfer point into Hyatt, but you cannot transfer Chase points to another person unless they're in your household. So the way to go behind the back doorway is that if you have friends that have Chase points and Hyatt, like you can transfer the um, the Hyatt points across different members if you're booking a Hyatt hotel. So that's what we did. So we I just transferred the points from my account to his account. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Just because Chase, you can't transfer points for people outside your household. So like if you're if you know you're gonna use a transfer partner for sure, like a Hyatt. And like, you're going to use those points anyway, and your friend could book it for you. And he has elite benefits like minded. You can just transfer the points to him and he books it for you because he has the benefit for the, um, the elite status. Okay. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Because he gets the points and you get the perks. Well, well he didn't get the points. Um, he booked it for me, but I just used his benefits. <laughs> so it was more of a win-win for me. <laughs> his status yeah. benefits. <laughs> But he was cool with it because um, he saw like, um, it was so weird. Like my points, usually points when you transfer them, depending on the partner, it's usually instant. So when I booked mm-hmm. to the Hyatt in Miami in March, it was literally like a minute or so later, it was transferred already. But this one in December, it didn't transfer until like one or two days. And I was like, when I was booking, I was like, oh my gosh, it's not booking right away. So I literally, I'm um, posting my Instagram story. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't, like my points aren't transferring. And then my, he, and then he saw it and he was like, hey, I'll book it for you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, just book it for me. And I'll just transfer the points um, later to your account. And that's what I did. So like um, when you transfer points um, for Hyatt, you literally go to um, the front desk. They print you out a form and then you can, you just fill out the form, you transfer it to your friend's account. So then it's a very simple process and they can fax it or email it for you if you ask them for that. Also, that's another tip I need to tell you guys. So um, this is a very funny story. So if you, if you go to a Hyatt hotel, depending on the hotel, they have free printing. So what happened was when I was leaving to go to Antarctica in 2019 in November, I was staying in Chicago like it was around September, October, actually, um, sorry, September, October, but because I had to print out different itineraries and different forms and stuff that I, ha- I needed for that specific trip, I literally printed it out like 20 or 30 pages at least. And the, and the front desk, they kept giving me paper. So if you're ever in a, like in a time crunch where you need a lot of stuff printed and you're staying at a hotel by any chance and the Hyatt has free printing, take advantage of that because you can literally print out a bunch of stuff for free if you have a school project or if you just need a bunch of documents done for free like your taxes or something you know so that's just another tip I just thought of just now oh my god you're (laughs) like like, I'm gonna go to the hotel and get some printing done no it was so funny because I was printing out the stuff in Chicago and then the front desk was like do you need more paper and and he just gave me a big roll and I'm like okay well I guess I'm gonna print out more stuff then I could have printed a pdf of a book or something else he gave me literally like a whole like roll of paper and I'm like all right <laughs> so you I know guess what happens when you have your and you we just booked that stay with points we're like all right so I guess if you need to print a bunch of documents and that Hyatt has free printing by all means just use it I love oh that. My I God. about that back when I was in school 
I know, right? If you were like just traveling, I mean, this especially in college, it's so expensive too. When you're a college student, like printing at the um the library is so expensive. But if you're just happen to be like traveling or coming back from spring break or so, and you had a big project done where you, you had to write your senior thesis, that's a hundred pages. There you go. <laughs> you just print out the high end. Oh my god, Angel, that's hilarious. <laughs> um maybe going back to like basics um I know it kind of depends on your lifestyle and maybe we could kind of have like a like let's say because I think a lot of our listeners are like nine to five um they don't travel you know too time. much yeah maybe have a you know a, a few vacations a year um what would be like a good either beginner card or like what would you suggest for for someone um who yeah it's like a, a nine to fiver you know has like two to maybe three weeks of vacation a year yeah I still th- definitely think Chase Sapphire Preferred is a good place to start just because it has a very good beginner card mm-hmm. especially with the promotion right now where you get the fee waived that's a very good one because it has hotels and also airlines in it American Express Express has more transfer partners than Chase, but I always recommend people to go to Chase first just because of the 524 rule where you can have more than um, five credit cards in the past 24 months. And there you had to have four credit cards max. And then there's ex- there's extra things to that where you where TD, Capital One, Discover, the business cards count towards 524. So it's like, I always recommend Chase to start with just because there's a lot of good partners on Chase. Like you have Air Canada, which is coming soon. That's a that's also a partner for American Express. You have British Airways, which is good for short haul flights. You have Hyatt, which is really good for hotels. So I feel like Chase is a very good place to start. And you also have Singapore Air, which is also a really good one too. So it's like, I think um, for anyone, I always recommend to start off with Chase. Awesome. Okay. Great. Yeah, that's the one that I just got. So what are ways that I can, um, I know you're a great stacker. So what can I do to get the most points when I'm spending? Like you, you mentioned that shopping portal. Um, I can never, I can't pronounce it. I call it. Rec- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Chase also has their own portal as well. So you okay. can also use a Chase portal too, to get points as well. So like, that's another one, but, um, um, what's it called? Um, also on Chase, there's also Chase offers. So um, those are also similar to American Express where there's coupons on the card. So that's also discounts you can have. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're trying to like, like, are you just trying to just meet up a sign-up bonus? Is that what you're trying to look for? Uh, no. Just because I, the spending is high or like, I just know. Well, yeah. So the spending um, goal was a little, was high, but since it's my household card, we met it in the first two months, I think. Mm-hmm. I, so I just want to, um, I guess, maximize my points. So how do I, um, you know, what are different tricks or tips or portals um, that I can use outside? Um, so now I know about shopping through the Chase portal, which I never knew about. And then the um, Rakuten? Mm-hmm. Rakuten. Yeah, as well. But is there anything else, like any other apps that you recommend or, okay. um, you know, just okay. anything? Yeah, so I know that there's this website called Cashback Monitor. 
So if you go on cashbackmonitor.com, you can type in the, um, the website you want to shop from. So let's say you want to go to Walgreens, right? You type in there and it tells you which um, specific airlines, which one has the best cashback rates, what airline points you can have. So it just depends on your goals. Um, for me, I usually use that website before I go anywhere. So before I even shop on Walmart or Walgreens or Target or wherever, I usually go to that website first. What I, what I have found is that usually, um, depending on the store, um, so Walgreens, for example, they'll print out you a receipt for you to um, buy stuff like when it's online, but um, Whole Foods does not. So if you buy stuff through Amazon, Whole Foods does not. So I'll give you an example. So when I go to Walgreens, I will go through a shopping portal instead of buying it in the store usually, unless I'm just nearby and I just go inside the store. And the reason why I say that is because um, for Walgreens, because they print out your receipt, that's pretty valuable. So um, I'll give you more explanation. So when you buy stuff in store, you actually lose money because you cannot use a shopping portal and you cannot use a promo code. So Walgreens, they have a lot of promo codes. They also have a shopping portal. So it makes much more sense for you to, to either use a Rakuten shopping portal and a promo code to save even more money rather than going in store, especially because in store, you have to go look for the items, but um, Walgreens, they have, um, they don't charge you for that. So if you do free in-store pickup, it's already done for you within like half an hour or so. So you actually lose money by going inside the store, depending if the store gives you a paper receipt or not. I know for Whole Foods, they don't give you a paper receipt just because it's already on your Amazon account. So for certain things, like if I was to go to Whole Foods, I would um, buy stuff like that's like um, that, like if I was to buy stuff in store, it would be stuff I need to scan to stack. So like, I'll give you an example. So Iboda is an app. So it's like a cashback app where you buy certain things. They'll give you cashback on certain items. And so is the coupons.com app as well. And Swagbucks has one too, where you buy certain items. They will give you back cashback for buying those specific items. So it makes much, much, much more sense for me if I was able to buy those stuff specifically that are on sale in store. And for the stuff that doesn't have it in store, it makes more sense for me to go through a shopping portal just because there's, there's no coupon attached to it. So Do you want me to explain again? I can explain again. It was, it was a lot no, to digest. <laughs> I'm just wondering why, um, why the having a printout receipt is important. Because you can scan that through different apps. So like fetch, if you scan your receipts to fetch, you will get, you'll get points. And then you can use those points to get an Amazon gift card or a different gift card, like a Delta gift card or something else. So that's like your travel budget already, right? If you can get like a Delta gift card and you reach a certain criteria and points, you can redeem for a gift card. And then oh. for swag bucks, yeah. So it's like stacking wise, right? So like swag bucks, if you buy certain items, sometimes they have special like food or different items that they have on there. It's not as expensive as Ibota, but you can use that to get um, gift cards too. And then I, Ibota, if you, if they'll give you like a cash back where they, I think they PayPal it back to you. So if you, if you spend certain, if you buy certain things, you'll get a form of like cash back or even eventually redeem for a gift card. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know that. Um, yeah so just it's all it all comes back together in some shape or form where like if you if you go to a store and they have a sale and those specific items are on coupons.com or iboda or swagbucks and there's a coupon attached to it it makes more sense for you to buy it in the store because then you could scan it the receipt and then you'll get the discount on the receipt back in the form of a gift card or a cashback but if it's not on those apps it makes more sense for you to buy it through a shopping portal because if you buy it through a shopping portal, you get the money back from the shopping portal. So it just depends on what your goals are specifically. Yeah. But Walgreens so, is, a, is an exception because when you buy stuff online through the shopping portal, 
they will also give you a paper receipt. So you can do both instead of just having mm. to choose one. So then we can scan these receipts across multiple platforms to get yeah. the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually do that. I think I actually did that the other day. Like there's, um, there's a, um, I'm trying to think, I think I bought toilet paper or so. And there's a coupon that was on like the Walgreens app. And then there was another coupon on coupons.com app. So I think I actually got double the coupons that way. It was a while back that I did that. So like yeah. they, um, sometimes a lot of the apps, they will have different coupons that you can stack on top of each other. Okay. So what, so I've been doing with, I don't know if it's like, I think I'm trying to like follow and it's, I think it's kind of similar to what I do with my diapers. So I have yeah. a newborn. So on target, sometimes they'll go on sale. Like if you buy, um, if you buy a hundred dollars worth of diapers, then we'll give you a $20 um, gift card, you know, back to target. So then I'll do that because I know I need the diapers. So then I'll just mm -hmm. buy the hundred dollars worth and get the, uh, the $20 gift card. But then I scan my diapers to my Pampers app and then it'll yeah. give me cash back Yeah, for scanning yeah. that. Yep. 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 It's the same thing. Yeah, because okay. I know PNG, they have their own little app too. So it's similar to what you just mentioned. Okay, yeah, because that, that makes me happy because then I'm just like, okay, I even though it's not like as much when you scan the diaper app, but it's like, okay, well, now I have, I transferred mm -hmm. um, cash back to my PayPal from the diapers that I also got cash back from at Target. Yeah, that's how it works. It's a, it's a summer sense. Um, to your diaper situation where this one um, Walgreens has it a lot targeted I am um, they have some deals too but I usually find the most deals at Walgreens how funny Walgreens is a deal yeah I know right I, I didn't realize that either um, it's funny because oh speaking of Chase so if you have a Chase Freedom Flex or Chase Freedom Unlimited you get three times the points at drugstores so since Walgreens is a drugstore you get three times the points there so that also helps if you use your Chase um, Freedom Unlimited card there, for example, because you can transfer those points to your Chase Sapphire Preferred or Chase Sapphire Reserve. So if you transfer points within your Chase account, it's free. Nice. So you use so that's how you maximize points. You have to use the right card for different things. So um, so if you have a Chase Sapphire Preferred, for example, that's only two times at restaurants. But if you have Chase Freedom Unlimited, it's three times at restaurants. So you move your Chase Freedom Unlimited points if you were to dine out to your Chase Sapphire Preferred account because you rather get 3x versus 2x. So that one little 1x extra, you get more from using the different card. So it's all about using different card for different things. Yeah. And then at the end, we just want those sweet, sweet points or that money back that we can use for other things like yeah, travel. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's why it all makes sense. It's, it's kind of confusing at first, but you have to think about like the shopping portals, kind of like the Rakuten one where like, well, I'm just gonna get American Express points later. And that's more valuable than cash back. And then the different apps like the Swagbucks where you can use it for a gift card. Cause you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna use it for Amazon gift card or Target gift card because I had to buy food anyway. So it makes more sense. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then you think about the coupons.com. It just sends it to your PayPal. So it just routes it back to your PayPal, to your bank account. So that's an easy one. And the thing in front Boda, it just goes back to your PayPal account or so. So it's like very easy where you get the money back elsewhere. It's, it's, it's funny because you don't get the money back from the merchant, but you get it back in the different apps, the money back. And which app is your favorite app for cashback and for points? Um, probably Rakuten because I have the option to choose if I want American Express points or if I want cashback. 
Cool. Okay. Thank you, Angel. <laughs> and um, oh, always use a referral code, right, Angel? Yeah. If you, yeah, if you can, like, try to use someone's referral code for the Chase Sapphire preferred option. I told people not to use mine or someone else's, just because if you apply in branch, you get the fee waived. Because if you don't, unless you're referring your spouse, that makes more sense for you to to do that to do that because you get fifteen thousand points. But for certain things, I tell people to use the public offer more, just because it might be higher than mine. So just, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So like when you sign up for a credit card, not all links are equal. Sometimes referral offer that your friend is sending you might not be the best offer that's on the market. So always double check online to see what are the best offers for that specific card. And you can easily just Google the name of the card, like American Express Gold, and they'll pop up on Google and you can see like the front page of different offers that they have. So always just ask around and look at different links online just to see what different offers are available because that referral code might not be the best. The Chase branch one might be better than applying online. So you just always do your homework before applying for a different card. Mm -hmm. But the apps, those referrals are good. Which which apps? Like um, the Rakuten. Oh yeah, those are the, fine. Um, yeah, the, those apps are fine. But for credit cards, it's, it's yeah. like you have to research the credit cards. So usually I go to Doctor of Credit and I also go on Google to type in the name of the credit card to see what, what other past history that they have for different signup offers. Because when you get a credit card, you want to get the highest signup offer available. So it's like for Chase, mm -hmm. you can only get that Sapphire bonus every four, four to eight months. So that's like every four years. You want to get that best one that they have at the time. Like you don't want to get a lower end one, right? So if you apply yeah, in course. branch, you get the $95 fee waived. But if you apply online, you might not. So it's like you have to see what other best offers are available for you um no worries <laughs> i wanted to ask uh angel why why did you start point hacking because because i wanted to travel for free because i didn't want to pay for travel so like it's it's, it's like right now it's like right now i have a dilemma like this is a i guess because we're all la based now um I have to go buy a car, but right now I have to find out what kind of car I want and everything because there's a car shortage right now with the pandemic. So like in order to get a car, I'm actually looking to see if I could get multiple signup offers. And if I can, I'll just do that instead because then I could knock out multiple signup offers for different credit cards. And then I can use those points to travel for free then. Oh, so yeah, so that's what a lot of people do. So a lot of people like when I was back in New York, my landlord let me use my credit card to get, um, to get sign-up offers. So I could build my, um, so if I'm getting a new credit card, I can just build the rent on my credit card. And even though I pay like a 3% fee to use a visa, for example, like just a 3% fee, mm -hmm. it's like kind of like the, um, you have to think about this situation, right? So like if you're getting a Chase Sapphire Preferred and your rent's $4,000, I mean, I don't know if your rent's $4,000 or not, but let's say it is. And they, you have to pay a 4,000 times 3%, that's $120. But 1250 minus $120, that's what, 1175 100, $1, right? So wouldn't you get one, rather, wouldn't you just rather get $1,175 in like travel money that you can easily use versus just not signing up for the credit card itself? Because you can use your rent if your landlord lets you to sign up for a credit card. Because you can just use that um, to, to, to make the spend because $4,000 is a lot of money. Interesting. So what you are essentially looking to do is not, is, is it buying the car outright on all credit card or just kind of more the down payment? 
Um, I'm trying to see if I can spread it around different credit cards if it's option if it if it's available or not. If it's not, I might get a um. This is another hack. So another hack that people do if they can't use a credit card is that they'll get the the card through a credit union, and because a credit union usually has lower rates than than the card than the car the car um dealership, that's another hack you can do. And depending if you can do that or not, certain places like Plastic.com, they might be able to write a check for you to send to your credit union. But I had to double check that if that's still allowed or not. But that's what people usually do sometimes if they can do that. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. So it's so it's a little different like hacks that people do. So it's like even if you had to pay a three percent fee to get a credit card, like when you think in the grand scheme of things, it's like you're only paying one hundred twenty dollars. They get one thousand two hundred fifty for the Chase portal for the amount of value in that itself. So that's one one thousand one hundred seventy five dollars that one sorry one thousand one thousand seventy five one thousand seventy five dollars are essentially getting if you just use that to 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 make the spend for the four thousand dollars. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So like, what what I usually tell people to do is that if you can charge your rent or so, that's the easiest way because even if you pay for a fee, you you only paid a hundred dollar one hundred twenty dollar fee. But you get one thousand two hundred fifty dollars to travel for free. So when you do the math, you pretty much still end up like with an extra one thousand dollars that you would never had in the first place. Right. Okay. Yeah. Those. I mean, those are just things that you kind of have to weigh out, right? You're like, okay. yeah. So it's like you kind of have to pay to play, right? So it's like you pay like that little three percent fee by charging your rent, but then you end up like using the travel points to travel for free, where you book your hotel, you book your car rental, you book your um your flights. So it's like, wouldn't you rather have that because you're going to book this trip anyway? So like, it's money you would use elsewise. Right. Okay. Okay. I like it. <laughs> um, Angel, what is your dream hack location? Where do you want to go to that you want to hack your way to? And I, it, let's start with that. I have a follow-up. <laughs> I don't know. There's like so many places I still haven't been. Like, like I haven't been to Maltese. I haven't been to Egypt. I haven't been to the Turkey, that Apakatoa part of Turkey. I've been to Turkey, but only the touristy parts, but not like there. I don't know. It's like, it's so hard for me because there's like so many places I want to go to, but it's like, so it's hard to travel hat there, you know, because there's just so many options that places I haven't been to. Yeah. Um, it, you, I know you've been to Antarctica. Mm -hmm. um, did you travel hack your way there? Yeah, so I did for some of it. Um, you can use a Capital One Venture card. So the Capital One Venture card, you can wipe out a travel purchase. So I did that to make the sign up offer and everything to wipe out part of the purchase. Oh, and, cool. uh, yeah. So if you're going to like a, like a tour, right? It makes more sense for you to do it through Capital One because um, you can wipe out the purchase versus for American Express and Chase. It's more about transferring to partners versus wiping out the purchase. I know for Chase, you can do that technically through the um, pay yourself back, but that's ending in December. Um, American Express, you can do it through Charles Schwab, but you need another 550 card in order to have the option where you cash out your points. So it just, it depends on what, what, what um, cards you have and what your goals are. But um, I would say, like, if you're looking for, like, like because Capital One Venture is only $95 versus um, Charles Schwab and American Express is $550, you have to see what your, like, your goals are to see what you want to do, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, because American Express has a permanent option to cash out your points on Swab. But Chase is ending that like in December, I believe, unless they extend it again. Oh, why do we keep- and it's only for gro- yeah, it's only for grocery and home improvement purchases too, and restaurants. So it just depends on like what 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 options are out there at the moment because for travel hacking it changes all the time. Yeah. No. Yeah, they keep you guys on your toes. Yeah, there's there's, there's, there's a lot of different changes that happen all the time. So it just it just depends on what your goals are. So like I would say if you're trying to go to Antarctica, it makes more sense for you to to um book the um the um the tour on capital one venture just because that one you can wipe out the purchase and then like if you're booking a flight i think i flew on an american but that's also a latin partner but i think latin switched to um the same alliance as delta but avianca is also um flies in south america so avianca is a partner for um american express too so you can book points from american express to book of avianca to get there to um argentina but um, you cannot fly into um, Antarctica unless you book one of those small little planes. So what I did was I had to fly to Buenos Aires and then took a little flight from Buenos Aires to, um, to um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the city that, that's on the bottom of, um, Antar- of Argentina, um, Hoshuaila. I had to fly to Hoshuaila from there. And then from Hoshuaila, I took the boat there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it just depends on what your options are to see. Like, you have to map it out kind of carefully. So, like, for the boat, I would use Kappa One Venture. For the flight, I would use Avianca just because that's a transfer partner for American Express. And I know that Avianca could take me to Argentina. So it's just, like, you have to plan it out piece by piece. Yeah, no, it sounds like it's very intricate. Like, you really have to go, like, okay, so this is what I have to pay for. What are the best ways to pay for it? So then you just, like, break it up like that. Yeah, so when you have a big trip like Antarctica, I think the trip itself for the boat was like around $7,000. But then I had to buy like the other stuff there, the gear. So like you can easily hit two sign up offers with that. So like two credit cards to sign up offers, you can easily hit with that too. So it's like, you wouldn't have to pay the 3% fee for your rent then because then you would just spend like, let's say $4,000 on one credit card and another $4,000 on another credit card to pay off the boat. So like, you can just do that too if you're... um the boat company lets you use multiple credit cards to pay mm-hmm. yeah because okay. i know for my rent um back in new york they let me use different credit cards i can use each month to make different sign up offers that was very nice of them <laughs> yeah so, like, so just, yeah but they charged me a fee but it still worked out where i got the points so it all it all works out yeah so it seems like a lot uh, like antarctica was kind of like your dream hack location and now the yeah. other ones are kind of like, you already, you know, they'll be nice. So where are you going next? Where are you, um, where are you spending all your points next? Oh gosh, it's so hard because it's like, I haven't really booked anything yet. Like I might, um, I was talking to my roommates. We're all thinking about going to Egypt. So that might be a potential option for all three of us to go to Egypt. So I have to go research that some more, but um, I haven't really like looked super deep into it yet but that might be your next where yeah where your points go next okay yeah that would that be really be cool option. yeah I've never been to the pyramids or anything so it'd be kind of nice to go there so I think that might be a good option for all three of us because all three of us were kind of interested in going to Egypt but it probably won't be for a while for us to go there but um I might do some other trips in between just because um 
I have a lot of vacation days from work because I, I had to extend it from 2020 to, into 2021. So some of my vacation days recycled from the year before. So I have to use them up. <laughs> so, um, but there's like, there's some other destinations I'm thinking of going to as well. But it just depends on how everything works out. I know Europe is slowly opening up to Americans. So that's another good option for me too. Cool, cool. This is our last question, Angel. Um, why do you travel? Um, to get outside my comfort zone, to learn from other people in different cultures. I think like growing up in Los Angeles, um, not to hate on anyone, but like a lot of my friends from high school and stuff, they stayed within California. They never really left. So it's like, you can only go so far if you don't really stay out of your um, comfort zone, right? Because you're just so used to like LA culture or, or anything, for example. And it's, it's so funny. I'll give you an easy example that we can all relate to. So when you go to LA, the culture is to drive, right? When you go to San Francisco, because they're so environmentally friendly, they're more about biking or like using different um, forms of um, transportation just because they're very environmentally conscious. When you go to New York, you're more used to using the subway because that's just the culture there. So like a, a different place isn't supposed to make you feel comfortable. You're supposed to learn how the different people live there. So it's kind of like putting yourself outside the comfort zone to see how the different citizens live in that specific place. That was so well said. I, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, I totally see that. And um, it's something that's really important, right? Like it helps us learn and um, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all about like learning about um, different cultures and different people and when you travel, you don't necessarily have to have like the most extravagant experience. There's been a lot of places I stayed in hostels. I didn't stay at a five-star resort or anything. Like I'm bougie in a budget. Like I'll, I'll find a hostel or I'll find like a cheap hotel on Hyatt or, or Airbnb. But like, I don't have to stay at the most expensive place when I'm there. So it's like, you, you don't have to spend that much to enjoy the trip as well. Totally. That's and very true. You definitely don't have to have a lot of money to travel because I mean you could do a lot of things with the points which is essentially kind of free or extremely discounted so this is super awesome and super helpful Angel I know there's going to be people who want to learn more um so where can where can we find you sure um the easiest way to reach out to me is on Pennywise Traveler I'm usually pretty active on Instagram, so you can just send me a DM or you can reach me on Twitter as well at Pennywise Traveler. That's P-N-Y-W-I-S-E-T-R-V-E-L-E-R. It's shortened a little bit for Twitter just because um, Twitter has, a, has um, specifics for the characters. And then on Instagram, it's P-E-N-N-Y-W-I-S-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-R. -E -E so you just find me there on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and she is very helpful. She responds to most DMs, I think, because I know that I have DM'd her quite a few times before I got <laughs> my Chase card, and now I'm, like, racking up them points on those portals and downloaded some apps. And that was the last bit of wisdom that we're going to squeeze out of you because <laughs> we know that you have things to do, but thank you for spending um, your Sunday with us, Angel. No worries. Thanks again, Angel. And we're going to link all of, um, you know, your Instagram, everything in the uh, show notes, in the description. So you could check out Angel and follow her and keep up with all her tips.
Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. Have a great day. Thanks, Angel. Bye. All right, bye. That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcasts, at The Wild Explorer, and at Martha Gets It. And please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Taking away a holiday.